When the caterpillar is becoming a butterfly, she is not yet aware that she's becoming a butterfly. She trusts her inner guidance and her inner knowing so deeply. She takes a leap into the unknown. She comes out on the other side having wings that will carry her through the rest of her life. And let's dive in. Hello, my name is Gabrielle Meraki. I am your host, and this is The Metamorphosis. The day I'm recording this is one of the first days of 2024. I'm currently in Bali. I know seeing like all of the pictures online and other people, when they share about how traveling in this lifestyle looks like it can look so luxurious and a perfect like a perfect life and this is just a reminder that what you see online is what someone chooses to show online and i really want to use my voice to remind that Even though something looks quote-unquote perfect on the internet, it really does not mean that that is the only reality that is happening when someone lives a life like this. It's filled with unexpected bumps in the road that I now have to figure out all by myself. I miss my friends. I miss my family but I still wouldn't change this for anything in the world because I'm learning so much about myself. I'm learning about a new culture. I'm learning about how things are on the other side of the globe. But I still just wanted to check in with the fact that life is life, no matter how it looked like on the outside. I feel like this trip is definitely opening and shifting a lot of things within me but I still bring my baggage like my emotional baggage my mental struggles my physical struggles all of the things that has been the source of my suffering before it's still the source of my suffering. And this kind of goes into today's topic because I have been going through a lot of cycles of radical self-acceptance. It started before I went on this trip, but this trip has definitely skyrocketed a lot of that process And I wanted to make a whole episode about it because what better way to start a new year than with a clean canvas where we totally accept ourselves so we can go out into the world and not bring the most heaviest baggage. 
Because when I started traveling, I didn't know myself to the depth that I do now. There was a lot of things that I had to teach myself or get to know about myself really quickly. Because at the beginning of my trip, I landed in the middle of Bangkok. I was suddenly all by myself. I had a jet lag, I checked into a hostel, I have been traveling for like 30 hours and I was starting to get really exhausted. The way that I chose to do this trip, it was really just not working out for me. I had to learn pretty quickly how I would design this in a way that actually works for my human instead of trying to follow a recipe that I maybe saw online of other backpackers doing these kind of trips. And even though this is just the second ever episode of this podcast, I have observed myself going into loops where I compare myself to other podcasters, other creators, that I really look up to, that really inspire me. My thought loops can sound something like, oh shit, I would never be able to articulate myself like that, or I would never be able to do this that good. And that is the comparison that kills authenticity. Like, it's this quote that comparison kills It really truly does because when we start to compare our own personal paths to another human being that has a foundation in life that looks completely different, they have different DNA, they have different life experiences, they live in a different reality, so it's impossible to compare oneself to another human being and think that my result will come if I follow a somewhat recipe that someone else did and that's not how it works some of the joy of actually creating something that hasn't been created before is that I have to create the path myself and it can be a path that isn't already existing of course it's not already existing because it's never been walked before because the only one who can walk this path like me is me so it's a path just waiting to be explored by my personal unique way of doing this And this goes for all of us. It's about shifting into the perspective of, wow, I get to do this my way because I'm me. And the only way that this is going to work is if I do it in a way that is so personal, so unique. It's my job. It's my life mission to walk this path and create it in a way that suits for my human being, in a way that I can shine my light, in a way that hasn't been done before. And that's half of the fun. But it can feel like a really big task to 
do because it's so easy to feel lost when there is no outside source to rely on. This is going back to the trust as well, to be able to trust one's truth so much that when there is no answer outside of yourself, go within. Trust that your intuition is right. It's powerful. It's guiding you to exactly where you need to be. It's trusting the small nudges that lights you up and then following them. So I feel this is a really important perspective shift to do that it's fun and it's it brings joy to be able to create something completely new. This has or this is something that I'm going through right now. So yeah, I want to talk about it. I want to share about it and see where this leaves me <laughs> and this ties into the radical self-acceptance because if we radically accept ourselves I feel the comparison part kind of naturally will fall away because we are just at peace with what we're doing we're at peace with who we are we're accepting every aspect of ourselves so there is no need to compare the inner belief of that I am enough will start to grow and then the internal experience that you're having is enough it's enough confirmation that the path you're walking is the right one there is no need to always go on the outside looking at what other people are doing and seeing how they reached their success it's it's becoming the main character of your own life we've all heard this having the main character energy and so this is my invitation for you this year let's just jump into it and when it comes to radical self-acceptance I'm not here to talk about accepting the parts of us that is easy to accept because they're probably already accepted. Like I have parts of myself that I enjoy and when I am in certain energies or certain expressions of my human, then I feel really good about who I am and what I bring to the table. I feel like I'm in my power, I'm in my genius, I'm working my magic, I have those moments and then life feels good, it feels easy, it feels flowing, it feels aligned. So that's not what we're going to talk about. The part that I want to go into is radical self-acceptance of the shadow self the part that doesn't feel good, the part that makes us downward spiral. And it can be there for me for sometimes weeks or months at a time if I let the mind loops subconsciously, unconsciously just spin around without stepping in and stopping them or giving myself 
the opportunity to jump onto another track. Because what happened to me when I started traveling and I really quickly became really exhausted because I didn't know how to do this sustainably for myself. So I had to learn this quite quite quickly to actually be able to enjoy. I was getting so tired. I was so overwhelmed. And then the the shadow started to really, really come to the surface. And I had the realization really early on in the trip that I cannot keep living like this. If this is the default program that I go back to every time that my conscious mind can't keep the doors to the subconscious shut, then the suffering loop that I'm in will just continue forever. And I'm not interested in living a life that looks like that. So what happened was that I made it from Bangkok up to Chiang Mai, from Chiang Mai to Pai, and I felt like complete shit. I was so tired. I was so overwhelmed. I was really mean to myself. My shadow was really, really present. So I created a ceremony for myself in my bungalow up in the mountains in north of Thailand. And I asked for the shadow to really reveal itself and it did i felt even more shitty than i have done prior to this and i went out that night i went to like the walking street i had street food i had like a a night out by myself in thailand or just like walking around exploring trying new foods but i really didn't feel good but the difference that happened that night was that since I asked, I gave myself the permission to feel like shit. Before, I had been suppressing it, I had been denying it, because whenever the feelings, the uncomfortable feelings came to the surface, it was like I didn't want to accept them as a part of my reality, so I just kept myself busy instead of feeling the feeling. When I became my own permission slip to just dive straight in headfirst into the shadow, it was like it suddenly and finally had room to breathe. Prior to all of this in my like healing journey, I have legitimately had the belief that If I heal, then I will not have to feel difficult emotions. It was like I was trying to erase a part of myself. I was thinking, I'm doing all of this healing work and then I still feel like shit. Something must be wrong. What am I doing that's not right? But coming to the conclusion that I can never escape human emotions was has been huge for me. It's about, like, the healing journey is not about erasing any of it. It's about creating internal space so that one can be able to hold 
multiple versions of oneself at the same time when these difficult things come up and the difficult uncomfortable situations and emotion comes it's like letting that be felt and having the deep inner knowing of that it's gonna pass and not feeding the thought loop so it can come visit it can even teach something and when not feeding the negative thought loop then this process will become incredibly shorter than if we react to the negativity because that's the thing and I also did like a a 10-day silent retreat I did a Vipassana meditation course here in Bali I came out on Christmas actually and there my whole experience of the things that I'm talking about right now it deepened to a level that I couldn't even imagine because like the technique that we learned is it's the meditation technique that Buddha used to become Buddha to become enlightened and it's about feeling the sensations within the body and knowing that everything is impermanent so we worked a lot with the law of impermanence with acceptance and with non-craving and presence and sensations it was a really beautiful really challenging experience but these like principles that we learned in there it's a lot of the same that we use in breathwork as well but having this intense experience with it like 10 days complete silence no nothing to numb any emotions no phone no books no eye contact with the other people there it's um it was really just feeling all suppressed emotions for 10 days straight it was it was really really challenging but also really really beautiful so one of the things i did like almost 24 7 while i was in there was just feeling suppressed emotions within the body and when i didn't have anything to distract myself with everything finally had the space to come to the surface so we were meditating for about 12 hours a day and we had some breaks in between here and there and what I did was then I went down to my room and I continued. I laid down, I felt every single part of my body that had tension in it because of emotions that have been suppressed for years because I haven't allowed them. I have denied that it was a part of life and since everything has a spectrum the light always has a shadow ignoring or suppressing the shadow is like suppressing or ignoring half of one's being it's suppressing half of life if we're on this healing journey to become whole again to return to wholeness to 
inner peace to fulfillment, then either one of the parts of the spectrum cannot be ignored. But it's about embracing both parts. For me, what I, like I said, how this whole process started was literally for me to sit down in stillness with myself and welcome that part. It's about setting the intention out there and allowing. And then in the allowing, the space will be created. And when the space is there, it can get filled up by whatever needs space. And the next step is not judging it. It's full acceptance of what is happening. And in this acceptance, we have to let go of craving. A part of accepting is letting go of craving. It's letting go of wanting the experience to be something else than exactly what it is. I hope this makes sense. And then keeping the knowing, the deep inner knowing of that everything, I mean literally everything, is impermanent in this life. If joy is present, know that this joy is going to end. So I might as well feel it fully while it's here, while I have the chance to experience ecstasy and joy. I will just allow myself to feel it. I've been struggling with allowing myself to feel joy also for years. I have been so trapped in negative cycles in my own mind and deep-rooted beliefs that I'm not worthy of feeling joy. So whenever joy was there, I was waiting for the joy to come to an end because it was almost like it was too good to be true that something suddenly felt this good and then I wouldn't allow myself to fully feel the joy because I knew that it was going to end and I was right. It's going to end. So here as well is the perspective shift of, okay, this is going to pass. I might as well just embrace it while it's here. And the same goes for pain and suffering as well. It's going to happen. It's going to come. So instead of trying to shift it, trying to suppress it, trying to ignore it, just dive straight into it. See if it has some wisdom for you, something to teach you, if it has some valuable information to show you. And again, keeping the inner knowing of this is going to pass. So I might as well just dive headfirst into it and see what is here for me. And this is life. This fluid flow of energy that will continue. It has been here for thousands of thousands of thousands of years before us and it will continue 
after us as well. So now when we're here living, we might as well just say yes to life and see what the light has to teach and show me and then what the deep, dark, shitty parts has to show me. Like for me, I've had a lot of parts within myself that I really don't like. That was my life for years and years and years, but it has become so much lighter. Now it's when I meet these parts of myself that I have so much more acceptance and love for those parts of myself. And in all of this, remembering that the little child within every single one of us that got this conditioning from somewhere in the outer environment is innocent, was innocent, that all of our survival mechanisms, coping mechanisms, comes from an innocent part of ourselves that at one point had to protect itself, to not feel like it was in danger. It comes from innocence. And this is something that has helped me a lot within myself, but also in the outer world because I've experienced hatred within myself, but also to the world. I have really struggled to forgive some people in my life that has done me wrong. But then I bring this perspective outside of myself as well. And I realize that their pain and misery is just rippling because misery loves company and they hurt me because they are hurting even more within themselves. And this is an unconscious pattern. It's not because people are mean. It's just because they have gotten a survival mechanism from an innocent place in their life, but they really felt like they had to protect themselves. And this shield and this wall has become so strong that it even locks out awareness and consciousness. It becomes like a blind spot. So the misery loops will just continue and they will bring it on to other people. So yeah, this has really supported me in accepting the shadows of the people that I love and then I can return to loving them instead of having loops that just continue and I continue to repeat stories in my mind instead of keeping the conflict alive. It's really just coming back to that everything starts within And I'm not saying you have to overcross your boundaries and allow people that has really fucked you over to be in your life. That's not what I'm saying. Of course, have boundaries. And if cutting someone out is the the right decision for you, then of course, honor that, listen to that, trust your inner wisdom. But now I'm talking about the people that I've been wanting to have a relationship with that is really important for me, but there has been stickiness in the in the relationship, in the connection because of something that has happened. And it's about letting 
the triggers go because we go underneath the trigger and find true acceptance for what happened. Yeah, like I said, to see their innocence in the action that hurt you. It's not because they're mean, it's because they have a blind spot. And something else here that I feel is really supportive when it comes to radical self-acceptance is really like spend time with the shadow, allow it to have your full attention for some time, allow it to have its own pages in your journal just dedicated to that part of you, to actually build a relationship with it, to see what it has to teach you, what it would say if it had a voice. So spend some time with the shadow, accept that it's there, and then we might as well just befriend it, start to work with it instead of against it. And again, comparison kills authenticity. And authenticity is the strongest vibration that comes out of a human being. So when we compare ourselves, we are literally killing our own life force energy. Please, for the sake of your beautiful, wonderful, precious, unique self, don't compare yourself to anything or anyone because they haven't had your experiences. They don't have your DNA. They don't have your environmental experiences. They don't have your brain patterns, your thinking patterns, your emotional patterns. They don't have the same life experiences. They don't have the same family dynamics, friends dynamics, relationship experiences. They are coming from a complete different standpoint. And that is why we have to fully trust that if something feels good for us, then it is the right thing. And then we don't need either the outside validation by someone telling us that it's like what we should or what we shouldn't do and also looking at other people and what they're doing. If you see yourself comparing or the first step is always, always awareness. So if you become aware of your patterns of comparing or seeking outside validation, First, just acknowledge it and then accept it. Let the pressure go around it and even like spend time with yourself. Get to know yourself. What do you really like? What do you really enjoy? Know thyself. It's one of the most important things that we do to find our truth. We have to sometimes take a step back and remove the constant input that we get from the people in our lives that we get from our phones our computers social media watching tv from it all so 
if you can take sometimes even if it's just a day through your weekend just take a step back tune into your own energy strengthen your own energy so that you can get to know yourself and know that whatever you are experiencing it's enough it's your life so you choose how you want to live it i hope that made sense <laughs> and that this can support in some way shape or form i would love to get feedback on this this is completely new to me this whole podcast thing but i love it so i would love to hear your thoughts if it's something that can help me grow i would love to receive it and it, yeah i'm here reach out i would love to to connect so until next time i'm just sending endless acceptance towards you so i hope you do that for yourself as well yeah sending love bye